Hey, this is Sebastian. You're listening to The Endless Pursuit of Leveling Up. So I recently did a guided meditation that was called Releasing Childhood Confidence by Sensei Paul David on this meditation app I use every morning called Insight Timer. What I thought was so powerful about it is that Paul tells you to think of yourself as a five-year-old doing things you were naturally good at. He tells you to remember what it was like to be just your natural confident self as a kid. I remember myself loving to climb and hike, playing soccer, playing video games, coloring, reading, and spelling out words. It made me just kind of transport myself back as a five-year-old. I had this fun and confident nature. I had this childhood wonder that made me want to keep going onto the next thing to explore. I find the elusive struggle as an adult is getting yourself to that state of joy and being fully present with things. As a culture and of the expectations we have ourselves growing up, we say it's we kind of view things like, you know, if it's not something that will get you ahead in life, so it's not worth your time. But is that really true? Like, what's the point of doing all the hard work to, quote, get ahead in life when you don't take the time to just relax and enjoy yourself once in a while? And maybe those things that do get yourself to enjoy are maybe are the things that will get you ahead in life. They don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. It's good to not take things so seriously some of the time. That is more of a message for myself more than you, the listener, but I think it applies for everyone. It's easy to get so serious about something and just kind of realize that sometimes things are just ridiculous in life and kind of have to just have the attitude of fuck it, you know? Uh, <laughs> um... Sometimes I'm like that with job applications. I just have to kind of laugh at how ridiculous it is sometimes. So related to this thinking of yourself back as a childhood and that childhood confidence and childhood wonder, I recently, about a week or two ago, and it took me a bit of time to go through and then I reflected on it, is I downloaded and read this Life Purpose ebook by Mark Manson. I'll link it in the show notes. And one of the questions kind of related to this is that uh, he asked, it says, what is true about you? you today that would make your eight-year-old self cry i found this to be both powerful and painful um here are some of my answers i don't play games with others often anymore i don't treat life as an adventure anymore as often i view play and joy as not that important or at least don't do it enough i stopped writing stories i stopped baking as much i stopped playing soccer i stopped listening to reading engaging with as many stories it makes me think, you know, sometimes when you fall out of things that you enjoyed as a kid, sometimes, and then and an adult, is sometimes that's as a result of you just kind of slowly drift away from it. It's not giving you the same joy. It's just, that just happens and that we change. But when it's more sinister, when it's like, oh, it's based on the expectation of others or of yourself and it starts coming that, oh, it won't make me any money or it won't get me ahead in life or oh, what would my parents think about this? Or what would this person think? And you start taking on these like weird stories that kind of twists the enjoyment of it. That's the stuff that should be alarming because if we continue to let these things that we enjoy become twisted by others and these like weird stories we're telling ourselves, it can get, just kind of get you in your own way is what I'm trying to say. So I guess just the question that I'm going to ask, and I remember I asked my friend yesterday and he was like, oh, I don't even want to think about this, but just like that question, what are some of the things about you today that would make your your old self cry? I know, it's heavy. One moment I had with uh, listening to my uh, friend's uh, podcast, The Philosopher and the Fool, they talked about the fact that on my podcast that I wasn't going to be scripting stuff as much. And I was planning to do that. And the last few episodes, it doesn't seem like that's been the case. So (laughs) 
we'll see. Uh, whatever. Just because I said it in a previous podcast doesn't mean I necessarily have to follow it anymore. I imagine I'll go back and forth between the two. I recently wrote a story that was kind of fantasy, kind of more on the brutal side, but wrote that for like a little short story with my friends doing this narrative telephone series. Really enjoyed myself. So in response to one of those answers of I stopped writing stories, I wrote a story about childhood wonder. It's fictional, but it's trying to be a little bit more like a modern setting. Get two birds out of one stone. I'm just going to try putting a story in the podcast. It's a bit of an experiment, so we'll see if I continue to do this or not. Anyways, I'm going to read it here. This is a story about Harry. As a kid, Harry was an adventurous kid. He loved to bike with his friends and explore new territory. He loved to write stories and make cookies with his mom. He had this childhood wonder that drove him. It was how he viewed the world. He wrote a story about a kangaroo and an alligator becoming friends that sought out the tastiest treat guarded by a father-beating dragon. It was fun for him to get lost in the world and create something new and just play. At the age of 12, he remembered one moment that really changed how he saw things. He got off the school bus and walked a few blocks to his house, and his mother was outside crying. The mother broke the news to Harry that his father had gotten in a car accident and that he was in a coma. Harry got quiet and bottled it up while also trying to be there for his mother. The mother had said, You and I have to handle things now. Your father needs time to get better, so I'm going to need you to help more. As she broke into tears again, after seeing his father at the hospital, they went home. Harry pulled out the papers for the comic he was excited to continue working on from before, but he pushed them away and ruminated over what happened to his father in the sentence, I'm going to need you to help more. He went to bed feeling horrible. He withdrew from a lot of his classes and didn't have that sense of wonder. It was replaced more with a sense of burden. A couple weeks later, he got a job working as a grocery clerk, working four nights a week. He viewed this responsibility seriously and started to withdraw from things he loved before, like writing stories and biking with his friends. His mother was exhausted herself picking up extra shifts at work or tried to do fun things with Harry, like watch a movie or do some baking. But Harry would either brush it off, thinking it wasn't as important as work or, or the chores, and when they would watch movie or do some baking, the mother would pass out from exhaustion or just things wouldn't really click. This pattern repeated for the next three years. Then Harry's father woke up out of his coma. They were both very relieved and grateful he had woken up. Things had seemed to start getting back on track to being normal, but the toll it took on Harry and the mom was pretty high though. The father takes about four months to recover to a better state, but he is still left with a motor control dis- disability. Harry didn't have to work as much anymore since things got better with his father returning to work part-time. His mom and dad told him he didn't have to help as much with the family income, but Harry viewed his responsibility very seriously. He had a hard time relaxing, always looking to do the next productive thing. As he went to college and going into the workforce, he became more of a touch with what made him happy, always looking at getting ahead more than what he actually wanted. It was hard for him to be present in his romantic relationships and friendships, and he would usually eat away at the relationships. Harry was with more withdrawn and cautious, worrying if a tragedy would befall him or a family member. Years later, one day he was at a family union, and his cousin's kid, Blake, was playing with some toys. Harry's cousin encouraged Harry to play with Blake. Harry was a bit hesitant, but after a bit he lightened up and started playing with him. Blake asked if Harry wanted to see the story he was reading, so Harry humored him. Blake showed him the book, which was called The Lost Kangaroo. Instantly, it made Harry remember his own story about the kangaroo and alligator and the fire-breathing dragon he wrote so many years ago. It made him feel like a kid again. His childhood wonder was there as Blake showed the book to him. That night, Blake went home and took out some paper and started writing a story. It resembled an adventure around a kangaroo and an alligator. He felt curious. He felt driven to explore. He started to engage in his relationships and with his work again, and new things felt possible. 
and exciting again. He started biking again with friends. His feeling of burden slowly got smaller. He had this childhood wonder that drove him. It was how he viewed the world. The end. Have a good rest of your day.